The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. We've spoken a lot about mica bricks and the defects they've caused in houses in the past and the need to remediate various houses and parts of the country to stop them from falling down. But there are issues too in many apartments. Different issues, not necessarily because of the bricks used, uh, but many other things. And before we talk to the Labour Party leader, Ivana Bacic, about this, I want to talk to Michal O'Reilly, who's an apartment owner in Mullingar, who has had problems going back. How many years at this stage, Richard, building me all? Uh, 16 years since uh, 2006, March 2006, uh, we had first identified the major problems in the apartment, uh, the apartment that I bought. Tell, tell, us about, tell us about the apartment block. How big is it? How many apartments in it? How high does it go? It's three stories. Uh, it, there are four blocks of, it's a small, a small little compact area, 32 units, and there's four blocks, meaning that there's six in three blocks and then there's uh, eight or 16 in the, in the in block A. So there's uh, six, 32 uh, apartments in total. Okay. And what, what's the nature of the problem? Well, the problems are many. Uh, mostly uh, fire safety issues and there's many building regulations, breach and building regulations, there's roof issues, there's uh, the truss issues that were cannibalised before they were put on uh, uh, but the, the major issue is uh, the fire issues. We have gas pipes going up through the common stairwell and there's no uh, stopping, uh, fire stopping between each apartment. So if a fire starts in one apartment, it goes right through the building and within about 20 minutes it probably has engulfed the building. And the gas pipes running through the stairwell, are they potentially a source of a fire like that? Well, uh, yes, there could be a source of fire because sometimes if people are in the sc- common stairwell, maybe they'll do things that they shouldn't do, or maybe at, we say, Halloween or something, that they could throw in a damp or a squib or something that could light them. But uh, there's, there's always the danger. And if a fire does break out, then are the fire officers expected to go up through the stairwell and put out the fire? So they, they, are, they are a major source of, of worry uh, for everybody living in the buildings. Um, how does this impact on your ability to get insurance? Well, we, 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 our insurance was cancelled in 2010, so we have no insurance now for 12 years. The insurance inspectors came out and they said they couldn't, they couldn't provide cover in the state of the buildings. Michael, can I, Michal, can I ask you, um, has anyone in this apartment block been able to sell? If you wanted to sell, would <laughs> you be able to find anyone to buy given these no. problems? No, no, they, no. They, they, the apartments are they're not safe to live in, although they're, they're all occupied, they're not insurable, and they're not saleable. And do you feel safe there? I mean, or do you live in a constant no, state well, of fear? I, I have rented. I don't feel. I don't feel very safe. I feel even worse because I have a tenant in it. I have to pay the bills. I, I have a tenant in it. Mortgages have to be paid. And God forbid if anything happens, and hopefully we that the government won't wait until something does happen before money is made available and repairs get on the way before the end of this year. This has gone on for 16 years now. But presumably when the construction work was done, it was certified, wasn't it, that the building That's was correct. safe and habitable? That's right. The architect signed off on it. Uh, we have a, a case go, uh, against the professional indemnity insurance at the moment in the High Court. But uh, by the time we get to the High Court, probably all of that money will be 
utilise on legal fees so there'd be nothing for the repairs. Have you got an estimate as how much it would cost to rectify all of this? We, we, don't, we, we have an estimate. We have the actual cost because we had all our figures prepared to go into the High Court in 2019 or early 2020 and fortunately COVID interrupted that. Our, our figures cost per unit at that time was 72,000 per unit. And that's not adding in inflation now, which probably is another, I don't know, 30%. You can take 30% of 72,000 added to that per unit. So near enough to 100,000. The apartments at the moment are worth nothing. But if they were fully repaired, they're probably worth about one. Uh, the single bed that I paid 155 for, it's probably worth about 125 if if the repairs were done. Okay, and you won't get a mortgage to do that, probably. Okay, listen. Well, I won't be looking. I won't be looking for a mortgage to do that. I got one mortgage, and we won't be looking for either a mortgage or a grant, or any loan, free loans, or anything like that. We want what we want here is we want the full repairs carried out by the local authority and the money made available by local government or by the national government. Thank you very much, Michal O'Reilly, for being with us. Now, Ivana Bacic, leader of the Labour Party, Michal's story, as we've heard there, uh, unfortunately, is it reckoned that there are many, many other such apartment blocks around the country which were not built to standard? That's right. And I suppose Michal's story illustrates the impact of this just for one individual. But what is really shocking about uh, the reports we've seen and about the report of the working group is just the scale of this. We understand that about up to 100,000 apartments are affected by this. That is up to 80% of those apartments built between 1991 and 2013. And the reason why they're affected by these construction defects, and Michal has described them very clearly, lack of fire stops, lack of fire safety compliance and so on, reason why is because of shoddy and poor compliance with regulations throughout that period. So it was a system-wide failure as a result of which many individual homeowners, householders are having to pay huge costs. And it's an average of about €25,000 per apartment in in uh, what, what are called remediation costs to try and rectify the flaws. In other words, put in the fire stops, address the water leakage and so on in some apartments. So it's a huge cost for individuals. I've been, I first raised this in the all two weeks ago at the Taunashta when we knew the working group report was imminent and the Taunashta did, did acknowledge then there would be a need to ensure people were supported in trying to get through this because clearly it is essential that the remediation works are done, that buildings are made safe. We don't want to see fires breaking out. We don't want to see the sort of awful things we've seen happen in other countries because of these construction defects. So it's essential, therefore, that there are supports put in place by government. And we in Labour have said this must be done this in this September's budget to uh, ensure that people are not left out of pocket. We've, we've called, as the Construction Defects Alliance have also called, for tax reliefs as an immediate and urgent measure to be brought in to ensure that people who, are, who have already already spent money on, on addressing the defects or people who are about to spend money or are, or are you know in the process of paying back the money to fix their apartments that they will get compensated that they will be they'll be able to set that against their taxes that would be a first step in the anticipation that a fuller remediation scheme will be put forward by government. And we've also said, Matt, that the construction sector must step forward, that a levy should be imposed on the construction sector in order to pay for this. And we've seen this happen in Britain, for example, where we saw the horrific Grenfell fire leading to an absolute outcry about defective construction there. And the biggest construction firms there contributing to a building safety fund from which then the cost of fixing the apartments could be met. So it's that sort of 
measure we need to see and that sort of proactive uh, stance taken by government engaging with the construction sector to pay for this because this is a huge issue and so many people are affected. I've spoken with families and individuals who can't move out of apartments, they can't sell on as you've heard, they can't get insurance, they're facing enormous debt to fix something that was not their fault. So that's really the, the issue here is the effect well, on so There's a couple people. of issues that strike me as well, Ivana. One is that this is not a new issue because I just after pulling up in front of me, I remember Michael Clifford in the Irish Examiner writing extensively about Longboat Quay, which I think would be in your yes. constituency. Yes, it is. That's yes. a 2016, 2015, 2016 controversy. Uh, there were so many other uh, developments that were identified five, six, seven years ago. Are we to hear that most of those have still not been s- fixed and sorted out, that people have continued to live in danger of fire? Yes, that's the, that's the appalling vista, really, and it is appalling to see the scale of this. You're right, of course, Matt, there have been, you know, there's been quite a lot of reports over the years about this. And, you know, it was on foot of the reporting that uh, the minister had ordered this working group report. And it is very welcome to see a report. And the working group has done, I think, uh, uh, when we see it published in full, I think we'll see they've done a really good and comprehensive job in, I suppose, giving us the overview. Because all of us in my own constituency in Dublin Bay South and other constituencies, particularly in Dublin, but all across the country, and I know Michal was speaking from Mullingar with you, you know, that this has been an issue across the country, but particularly in big complexes built in Dublin in those, I suppose we might call them the Celtic Tiger years. And, you know, what we saw then was a very much self-reporting, you know, system of, of soft regulation, far too soft, you know, in which in which defects that should have been evident were simply not picked up on. And people bought apartments in good faith, knowing nothing about the defects uh, in, the, in their construction. But, but and, and hazard as a result. Just to finish though, we already have an enormous bill coming in in relation to the MICA rebuilding which could cost between two and a half and three billion euro. This report yesterday suggests it could be another two and a half billion if there's a hundred thousand apartments affected. It might be one and a half billion but by the looks of it it'll probably be more like two and a half billion. How do we afford that? Well, that is the uh, that is the the figure that the report is putting on it. It's this, uh, and as you say, Micah was another instance where we saw really defective and and uh, shoddy systems in place. And that's really why we're calling for a levy in the construction sector, given the systemic nature of this issue. The fact that over you know more than a decade we saw this this systemic non-compliance or poor compliance, um, that we we have called as the Construction Defects Alliance have also called. We in Labour have called for uh, let's say a one percent levy on the industry's output, even on the profits of the construction sector, we would see that raising a significant amount of money, which would go, which would really contribute substantially to meeting the costs for individual okay. households. What we don't want to see is people put out of pocket, individual households, apartment owners, and their families put out of pocket here. And we believe the construction industry should step up as they have done in other countries. Thank you very much, Ivana Bacic, leader of the Labour Party. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty. Today, F-